This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. The What Are You Reading podcast is brought to you by Belinda Audio. Hi everyone, Cheryl Argle here. This is our new podcast, What Are You Reading? Our followers know that we have our popular What Are You Reading Facebook Live every Thursday at 2pm. We decided to keep asking that question over the summer with this podcast and some amazing guests. So buckle up and let's talk about what we are reading. Michael Mosley, welcome to Better... Oh, should I say Michael Mosley, welcome again to Better Reading. Lovely to be with you. So, Michael, want to know what you're up to and we want to know um, what you've been reading. But firstly, for those that don't know, Michael is a science presenter, a journalist and the author of the international best-selling books, The Clever Guts Diet, The Fast Diet, Fast Exercise, Fast 800 Keto and The Eight-Week Blood Sugar Diet. His latest book, Just One Thing, is based on his BBC program and investigates how simple changes in your daily life can greatly benefit your health. He's known for his health and diet advice around the world. And so I'm very curious about what he reads. Now, Michael, you and I met a few years back now, three or four years ago. It must have been, which one is the intermittent book, The Eight-Week Blood Sugar Diet, I think? Is that right? That's the one, yes. Also The Fast 800. Yeah. Right. So I took it on because you told me it was really simple and I haven't stopped actually. I've been doing it ever since. And uh, it really is one of the, it's not a diet actually. It's just a food plan, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a way of life, if you like. It comes with an awful lot of health benefits, um, both for your sort of mind and also for your body, which is why I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is that we don't have to put food in our body every minute of the day. No, again, that's just a bad habit we've got into. And I guess one of the things in the new book, Just One Thing, it's about establishing healthy habits which you can get into. I know you're a swimmer, for example. I don't know if you like cold water, but one of the things I've begun to get into is having cold showers in the morning. And the yeah, uh, yeah. first time you do it, it's pretty brutal. But after a while, you go, hey, actually, this is quite good. It wakes me up, you know, and there are other benefits as well. Ah, uh, there you go. Well, I've recently been to the ocean up north and the water's still cold at the, uh, in, <laughs> in New South Wales. But I jumped in twice every day. It was cold. It's cold when you first get in, but after a while you get used to it, right? But it's so Absolutely. invigorating. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Michael, what are you reading? At the moment, I just started reading a book called The Salt Path by Raynor Wynne. And it is a true story of a woman in her 50s um, who discovers that effectively she's bankrupt as a friend has defrauded them and whose husband, um, she has also discovered that he has what looks like a terminal illness and um, they decide that they're going to go on a walk along the coast of England um, and they go off on this thousand mile, this thousand kilometre walk rather and it's just extraordinary, wonderful book. It's just incredibly uplifting. It doesn't sound... You know, cheerful at the beginning, but uh, I'm only a little way into it. The language is wonderful, very evocative, and I know the path that she um, describes, but it's along the coastal road um, in the UK down in the south. 
Uh, it's known as the Southwest Coast Path. If you've ever been to UK, it goes from Somerset to Dorset. And in the course of it, you actually walk um, up and down the equivalent of going up Everest four times. So it's very hilly. And wow. uh, it's just kind of her descriptions, which are just lovely. And there's a lot of fun to it. But it just kind of evokes that sort of wild, wild part of uh, the UK mm. uh, where, you know, wildlife the birds, the waters, the seas. And I don't know if you're a fan of the uh, drama series Poldock, uh, but that's obviously set in Cornwall, which you kind of walk the coast of uh, when you do the southwest coast path. So that's what I'm reading at the moment. Well, what a lovely book to read, and I'm going to look that up because that's another thing. Walking is such a simple exercise, isn't it? I don't mean just physically. It's clear your head, isn't it? Absolutely. And there are lots of benefits of it, um, particularly if you start and do it first thing in the morning, which mm. I try to do. We've got some lovely woods near us and I try to head off first thing in the morning um, after I've had my culture <laughs> and I go off with the dog and sometimes with my wife, Claire. And there's something about the early morning light, which is really special, mm. time in woods, green spaces. Uh, mm. We know the health benefits of spending time in wooded areas and in green and indeed blue spaces. And I think we underestimate just um, how good it makes us feel. And mm. so sometimes you think, yeah, kind of be really bothered. But when you go out there and the mist is rising and um, where I live, we have red kites, which are these magnificent birds that fly and make this <coughs> sound. And it's just utterly wonderful seeing them fly overhead. They actually went extinct in this part of the world and were reintroduced from um, birds in Spain. So there's also something rather majestic about having lost them and then um, rediscovered them. Well, I live in an apartment and I have a dog, so we have to go out twice a day. But I also live next door to a park. So we go out for a walk every morning and every evening and we hear kookaburras. And uh, there's a, a couple of kookaburras live in, in family communities and there's several in the park. And, do you know, I've been here a very long time, but every time I see a kookaburra, which, which can be once a day, I'm in awe of it. You know, nature yes. is just so awe-inspiring. <laughs> I never, ever Not so many kookaburras around where, around where I live. <laughs> no. Okay, so what's your favourite book or two? You might have you might have more than one. Yeah, I guess it's more a favourite author. That's George Orwell. Yeah. And the books I really like of his are not actually his classics. I, I liked Animal Farm. I liked, um, you know, Big Brother, um, 1984 rather. But um, my favourite of his and I think probably one of my favourite books of all, is Down and Out in Paris and London, which is sort of biographical. It's his story about being a, a impoverished waiter in Paris and then becoming a tramp and travelling around the UK. And it's just funny and insightful, and he meets fantastic characters, and uh, it's really rich as a book. And mm. so I, I love it. I've read it many, many times and recommended it to many, many friends. Um, so if you I, haven't had a go at George Orwell down there at Barrett, London, um, do have a read. Yeah, I haven't actually, so I'll, <clears throat> I'll look that up as well. Okay, so where and how do you read? Are you one of these people that needs a reading chair? You, do you read in the garden? <laughs> do you read in the park? Where do you read? I read anywhere, anyhow, and have <laughs> yeah. since I was a child. Uh, people used to see me walking down the street reading and bumping into lampposts and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, I, I would lie on tables. I, I don't care. I love books and um, uh, I just grab them when I can. So uh, I, yeah, I basically, there's a, a stack of books 
uh, beside my bed. Um, I read them first in the morning. I read them at breakfast, at least if Claire isn't around, doesn't want to chat. I um, grab them anywhere and anyhow. Um, I prefer the sort of solid feel of a real book, but I will take e-books as well. I do quite a bit of traveling uh, because I've been um, doing I do a lot of filming, and um, sometimes it's more convenient uh, being able to, you know, take e-books with you because they're lightweight and you can kind of take them on location. And to be honest, quite a lot of filming, particularly documentaries, involves a lot of sitting around waiting for stuff to happen. And so I just kind of whip out my e-book, or indeed I, I read books on my uh, phone. I love novels. I love, you know, biographies. I love autobiographies. Uh, and I read a lot of nonfiction as well. I'd imagine you do a lot of research as well, so that's that requires a lot of reading. Absolutely. And what are you looking forward to reading in 23? Right, so I'm a member of an all-male book club. Uh, oh. There are 12 of us, yeah. Um, I think we're relatively rare. And it was set up about 20 years ago. There are 12 of us and we've continued to meet, um, you know, once every two months for 20 years. And occasionally we actually go off on expeditions uh, which are book-related. So uh, when we were reading Birdsong, we went down to the Somme and walked along there and uh, visited the place is where, you know, so many people had died in the First World War and saw the sort of view. You can still find the shells. We actually hired a guy to give us a bit of history lesson. And uh, when I was reading um, Two Men in a Boat by Jerome K. Jerome, we actually hired uh, Victorian <laughs> boats and paddle down the Thames for three days. So um, we try and reenact them to some degree. But the book we're going to read in January is by Tim Winton, an oh. open swimmer. There you well, go. that's one of ours. Right? It is one of yours, indeed. I have never read Tim Winton. I've heard about Tim Winton, uh, but I've never read him. So uh, an open swimmer, which seems very appropriate as well, granted um, what we were talking about earlier. And I, I gather I he's could... a fantastic writer. He is one of Australia's best, Tim Winton. Um, my favourite of his is The Riders. Uh, he's just a beautiful, beautiful writer, composes, um, you know, beautiful prose. I remember once, I can't remember which book this was, but he had a new book out and I read a couple of sentences and they were so beautiful and I sent them to a friend of mine. I just took a little screen grab and said, you know, this is a new Tim Winton book and I'm reading this and read this sentence. But then what was happening <laughs> was I was almost screen grabbing every sentence because every single line in that book was just so beautiful. So I had to stop doing it because I thought I'd break copyright. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're really whetting my appetite. As I said, um, I've had I have friends who um, live in Perth. Um, there oh, are uh, doctors who went moved out there a long time ago, and they've been urging me to read Tim Winton for a bit now. So um, I think it's great that the book club. And, um, yeah, I'm going to be back in Australia actually doing a talking tour. So I'm doing all the major Australian cities. So oh, I'm looking forward um, to basically uh, hitting Perth, catching up with people. And indeed, a friend of mine has just been making a documentary with Tim Winton about his conservation work in the, uh, I think it's Shark Bay, yes. the Mingaloo Reef. Um, yeah, wow. And so she said she's going to show me some clips of that. And she yeah, said yeah. he just, again, uh, he came across so well and his use of language. So fascinating to see a fellow documentarian in action. Oh, look, yeah, and hopefully you'll get to meet Tim. I mean, he's really personable and a terrific guy. Um, Also, reading is good for your health, isn't it? It's a Well, it's not such a complex task, but it is, again, a mind-altering task, isn't it? 
Absolutely. And indeed, mm. um, curiously enough, uh, reading, particularly novels, is one of the things I suggest in just one thing. So the book is basically consists of 30 things uh, that I um, think you might want to try and which are based on essentially about 30 years of research that I've been doing and the things I've incorporated into my own life. And they can range from that culture to eating sauerkraut, but also reading novels based on a podcast series I do for the BBC, but in the course of which I um, try the things, but I also interview experts. So when it came to um, writing the section about reading novels, I spoke to an American expert. He said the great thing about them is when you read novels, it's a very, you know, you really get into the world. They actually did brain scans on people reading Jane Austen, and they found this big surge of blood to the brain they did it while they were in brain scanners and big surges to areas associated with smell and vision and things like that. So people, when they were reading it, they're actually living the experience. And this um, seems to be very good uh, for our brains, uh, but it also teaches you empathy and sociability and things like that. Curiously enough, audiobooks don't do it in quite the same way for some oh, reason. Wow. That um, yeah. reading it, reading it in a more, uh, in a way, profound experience uh, that you have to imagine the voices yourself. It's in some ways a more immersive experience. I mean, I'm not damning audiobooks. I love audiobooks, particularly when mm. I'm driving. I can see, I guess, why reading is somehow different and somehow special. But yeah, mm. you're absolutely right. Loads of um, health benefits, mental benefits, and indeed, um, one study from, uh, I think it was Harvard, which showed that people who read novels live longer. And it could just be that people who read novels look after their health more. But um, I like that. Oh, I like that too. Well, we're going to have to let you go. I mean, Michael, you've changed so, so many people's lives, including mine. So I want to thank you for that. And thank you for today. And Michael's latest book, as we said, is Just One Thing, and it's out now. Thanks, Michael. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to give us a review. And if you love discussing books, check out our What Are You Reading merch, T-shirts, tote bags and more. Find us on the Better Reading website. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. ACAST and Befeller. 
Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skide af alle de der podcaster og forklarer meget nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt. Det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel. 